There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about henna, henna, henna. Ico, Ico, Ande. Giacomo Fino, Anane. Well, hello, Ding Dong. dong. Las Culturistas is calling. Guys, this is Las Culturistas podcast. This is Matt Rogers. This is Bowen Yang. I just said that like Las Culturistas because I just finished eating a Tic Tac and that's some product placement for you right here on Las Culturistas. You know what? I'm going to have a Tic Tac. You want to know? Why don't I get a Tic Tac? Ooh, and then explain how it feels when it hits your taste buds and how it makes your mouth feel. All right. So this is, of course. Wintergreen. The wintergreen flavor. Here I go. Okay, here we go. Mm. Mm. A a, a blast of fresh air, like like some culture, like good culture. And less than two calories per mint, too. We should say that. This is amazing. It's something that makes your breath feel better. Mm. It makes you feel good. makes you feel like ready to take on the world and almost no calories. So there you go, Tic Tacs. Guys, today mm. we are joined by a great friend. Um, let's, look at this list of credits. Let's, I mean, let's go through them, honey. Let's go through them, bitch. She's an editor at Cracked. <laughs> She's an editor at Cracked. She formerly worked over at Reductress and really helped to make Reductress the amazing, the amazing, amazing, amazing place for comedy that it is, I think. You read Reductress headlines, you're reading Anna Dresden's voice. Yeah, you sure are. 
Um, what else has she done, honey? Oh, she's a member of the sketch group Gentleman Party. Mm. Well known over at the pit. They travel everywhere. She hosts Open Michelle at UCB East. Yes, open yes. mic for women. Ladies, open mic. We love it. And my favorite, she's the co-host with good friend of ours, Jill Kim Booster, over at Videology. Every second Friday of the month, she hosts Fuck That Movie, which is really one of my favorite shows in one New York. One of the best shows in New York. I and agree. I love it. And her name's Anna Dresden. Hi, Thank Anna. Poopy. 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 She's here, and I'd say she really does like a little piece of poopy because we put her in this crazy <laughs> fucking hat. It's a turd hat. <laughs> it's a little turd they hat. They wore it back in the 30s. It's a fucking... <laughs> the 1930s. The 1930s. It um, looks like, like a notes on a scandal. Notes on a scandal. Gone wrong. Don't get the reference. Wrong. I feel what? like I'm in a BBC miniseries. That's it. I mean, that's... About like women who bleed out after botched abortion. <laughs> that's notes wow. on a scandal, basically. So basically, no, 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 no. Notes on a scandal, you must know. Now, I you can't. must... Well, even if you don't know now, you must know for future. So notes on the scandal. Stars Judy Dench and Kate Blanchett. Judy Dench and Kate Blanchett. And it's about when Kate Blanchett Fucks, she fucks a teenager. They take yeah. notes. Oh, okay. And so <laughs> and Judy Dench is he like. He took notes. Yeah, he. No, actually, the old teacher. She said, Judy this is Dench, a scandal. You, you take notes. <laughs> and she then it's took just notes. His notebook. She took notes on the scandal that was happening because she's like mm-hmm. an old lesbian who wants Kate Blanchett all for herself. Yeah. And then at the end, there's a great scene where they're living in a home together because the press like is like hounding them because they found out that Kate Blanchett like fucks kids. Yeah. And. She does. Kate Blanchett. The actress. <laughs> Kate the actress. Blanchett. We she know, does. We know she of Blue Jasmine fame. She fucks kids. Mm-hmm. No, does. but the character sh- was fucking teens. Okay. And she's like putting on all this makeup because she's like really depressed in the house and she's like trying on trying on all the clothes in the house. She's so bored and she stumbles upon Judy Dench's diary and it's like an obsessive diary of her. It's her and notes. there's an amazing it's she on her notes on, on, the scandal. Scandal. on the scandal. She and there's them. an amazing scene where she runs out into the street and she says, You wanna fuck me, Barbara? <laughs> And that to me is that's that's Anna Dresden's brand. <laughs> that's literally me. <laughs> you want to fuck me, Barbara? Things have gotten so bad. No, you don't oh, leave the on. house, and then you Stop. run into the street and s- aggressively scream for people to fuck you. No, well, and I most think- of them are named Barbara, <laughs> and I don't like taking notes. <laughs> fuck me, Barbara. When Honestly, I see- what a great scene. She lost the Oscar to Jennifer Hudson. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? That well, was hers to win. Died, so. We're all. <laughs> Yeah. Her whole family died. I know. We give her the Oscar. What she else? they killed her family. No, That's we what know, it was for. They were like, We'll give you an Oscar. But we gotta take your family. And she was like, That's Four years fine. later, we I'm gotta... fine. She was like, Honestly, I don't, that does is that it? Right. Honestly, Do I have to pay f- something? And they're like, No. Would you would you accept an Oscar if it meant one or more of your family? Bye bye family. Dying? You gotta go. Uh who's Oscar? Your your very own Oscar with your name engraved on it. You would okay. get an Oscar for a musical. I would win best musical. You, you would, would win, no, you best, win best supporting actress. If I won best musical. If you won best musical. I sure. would do it myself. I would kill my family. Myself. <laughs> well, I'm that's a, the price of fame. That's basically an egot. That is yeah, an egot. I think because it's on TV. The mm-hmm. Oscars has never been nominated for an Emmy, which is insane to me. That's crazy. The is Emmy, that true? The Emmy Awards has never been nominated for the for the Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You'd think that they would figure it out that they should award themselves. But, that's, that'd be a but you're saying a, be- a best musical Oscar is the equivalent to an EGOT because it's on TV. It's on there's TV. There's music. There's music. And um, it's it's a musical. It's a mu- And it's a musical. Wow. There- it's yeah. an ego, and it's not. An I'm Oscar. not following the logic because how do you win the Oscar for you it? You get because it because it's already an Oscar. <laughs> you get it. I guess it's you're a right. Movie. You get it, Matt. Would you? Would right. you? Would you accept an Oscar if it meant your family members dying? Um, no. 
I, I, I would. I don't I would. That. I would One take second. a golden globe. Come ah! on! Get him out of here. I want a globe. Uh, wouldn't it be nice to That'd to win an award that was paid for by your representatives? Holy <laughs> shit. Wouldn't oh, that absolutely. be nice? <laughs> okay, Turn no, sh- no Turn shade. Back. I'd love a Weinstein <laughs> Emmy? Turn back, Anna says. <laughs> Turn back. <laughs> Turn back. I thought no. you were saying, I want a Weinstein. I want a Weinstein. Throw your wi- wine on me. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. Guys, okay, speaking of Jennifer Hudson, oh. the reason why... Uh, why Las Culturistas gathers bi-weekly mm-hmm. is to talk about the big cultural events that have been happening. And, and week, I wanted to discuss the end of American Idol because I feel like it's, uh, you know, culture.com. That's American Idol. I mean, it's crazy that it ended. Like, that's a big time. It's right But then the I heard from Bowen that he actually, he said, quote, shockingly, I don't, I've never watched that much American Idol. I don't know much about singing TV shows. And then uh, Anna says she doesn't know about it either. So what, what are we going to do about I've this? I've seen so many clips of it. You've seen a lot I've of I've probably seen the entire series, but in a series of, like, YouTube clips that I watch on my phone at, like, seven in the morning when i'm not quite ready to wake up right and that is and i that is a a a great um summary and assessment of the whole series i think i would agree it's something that you would watch that ended up sort of fragmenting culture in a way wouldn't you say so we've said in the past on this show on our very first episode that american idol invented common culture we do we do think that like people being so confident in Taking uh, down each someone, other, yeah. I think started like when everyone was like, "Look how funny it is to, f- for that to happen to all these people," and like on a mass level, I think like American Idol did have a lot to do with that. To That's be really interesting, yeah, because you're watching people watching something. Exactly, mm-hmm. you're watching people watch something and then say what they do and do not like about it, which is in no way natural. And but that is YouTube, now. but must be. Yeah, and three people who probably shouldn't have ever been asked to give to give feedback professional I mean feedback. how did the three of them well what was the elimination process like I that, think that is I mean we take it it's such a it's such a meme the three mm-hmm. of them but like yeah you know how, uh, well it's kind of interesting because I think they were trying to come at it from like three different perspectives which is like a producer an executive and an artist but what they got was like this producer who to be honest with you like Simon Cowell I think he was peripherally involved with the Spice Girls, but he yeah. never really broke huge music artists. It wasn't like they had like L.A. Reid on the show or Clive Davis. It wasn't like he was this pioneer in creating artists. So they got kind of a B-level uh, executive in that regard mm-hmm. who had a great personality for television, I guess. Randy Jackson, I mean, sure, I guess he was involved in the music industry, but he was definitely like the least exciting personality of the three of them. Right. And Paula Abdul, sure, you got a musical artist, I guess, but she can she com- competently judge singing? Vocal ability? No. No. She wasn't, she was, she was never a good vocalist. Not known for that. And like, you know, whatever. But I also know a lot of really shitty comedians. Who, <laughs> but and like they, the thing about them is like they are around comedy all the time. So right. it's like even if Paula Abdul is not a good singer, like she's around a lot of singers, I guess. Yeah, or she, she sees a lot of performance. I'm like playing devil's advocate with myself, which is. I think yeah. I mean, I she she definitely you could say she had an insider's point of view and I get it. Like, but then years later, you know, they did have like the singer of all singers, Mariah Carey judged the show years later. And she, uh, I guess was also an awful judge, probably worse than Paul Abdul. So I guess it doesn't really matter. I feel like none of the judges after the original three were good, but anyway, let's, um, 
let's let's should we start from the very beginnings of the show i mean i guess that's 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 well i basically just wanted to just talk about the fact that it's over it's over and like now to do like a post more post post-mortem to do like a post-mortem on the show i remember and i do agree with you i think that it's something that everyone's at least like familiar with in some way Mm -hmm. like there was a time when it was inescapable and i do think everybody legitimately watched it i guess when we were like in fucking middle school or something yeah when it was just on the television but isn't it funny that like that kind of thing like watching people get judged get judged became like the number one thing for Americans to do. Like, that's kind of mm. funny to me. That's kind of interesting. I think mm. it says a lot. Mm-hmm. We also love putting numbers on the fronts of people's bodies. Yeah, that's true. Cattle. Oh, it's God. such an American thing. Yeah. Marathons, beauty pageants, <laughs> yes. American Idol. Of course, marathons started in America. Yes. yes. They um, ran the marathon in New York city. Yeah. And, and that said, was how running started. And they said, good. Yeah, they said, this is, good. This is good. Let's keep doing this every year, they said. I Let's like do this. this for music. Yeah. You, there's actually a rule. If you don't, if you finish a marathon and you don't say, I like this, <laughs> it doesn't count. You're yeah, disqualified. You have, to, you have to disqualify. It's disqualified. And most people aren't told that. So their first marathon is sort of like a test run. A and test then, run. Yeah. 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 And it, they don't stop the clock until they said, I've liked this. Yeah. So that's why right. you know, people's times are so high. That's why. And they'll never reveal. Really, everyone finishes the marathon in like 12 to 15 minutes. 12 to minutes. 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's not They just far. forget to say. They like forget. This. They like that. They say, I like this. Yeah. And then five hours later, they're like wrapped in a tinfoil blanket, yeah. drinking a beer. And someone's like, what? <laughs> Can I go a tangent on tinfoil blankets really quick? Yes. One time they wrapped me in a tinfoil blanket because I had a panic attack at track camp. <gasps> and they wrapped me in a tinfoil blanket. Oh, and this is actually kind of tangential no. to the running thing and the tinfoil blanket because I was at track camp. I'm going to bravely share this story. So brave. What? I had an anxiety attack at track camp because I got very sick one day. And I was like a sophomore in high school and I was really very closeted. Mm-hmm. And I, all my friends kind of bailed on the track camp. So I went alone and it was a week like in upstate New York. And Just I was really yourself. kind of kind of irritated because I was going to be by myself and I was very nervous because I didn't like really making new friends stuff like that sleep away camp really hard me out really really hard everyone's dicks are waggling around yeah it's tough yeah and there was this one girl from like a neighboring town I think that kind of got a crush on me (gasps) and I actually recognized her because I had seen her across the stadium at an OAR concert (gasps) oh all right so this is to start from the beginning I was at an OAR concert with all my friends on August 12th 2005, 2006, 2006, and we all went to go see OAR with opening act Jack's Mannequin. <gasps> wow. Which is the most Long Island thing I've ever heard. What day? August heard. what? I think it was August 12th, 2006. I think that's um, I think that's the day I got fingered for the first time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so milestones <laughs> in everyone's day. life. Big day. That was, day. that was the day that... Um, you know that because you scrawled it, in, it with your own nail on your I arm, I did, right? and he was upset. He yeah. stopped. He said, yeah, don't he do that. He was like, what are you doing? Never mind, I was bro. like, no, it's on a scandal. <laughs> no, it's on a scandal. That was the day that uh, I was in China, and my, my cousin said for the first time, Bowen, you talk like a girl. Wow. Um, so that that's that was a big day for me too oh god but, but go on so anyway i i saw this girl across like sh- we were like in the slight mezzanine and she was like in the end of the ground floor and so my friend my friends were like yo those girls are like <laughs> i said whatever straight men say about women that's it yeah. those girls are <laughs> that's it uh-huh. and so they turned around it and were like those like boys that. are <laughs> and we were just like <laughs> and it was just like that idiocy oh, so like 
I remember, um, like, I clocked what she looked like, and then, like, months later... Clock the look. Liter- no, clock actually, look. Like, like, weeks weeks later. <laughs> you clocked the look. <laughs> weeks later, I went to track camp, and I clocked the face. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that's that girl from the OAR concert. And she was, she, she was just as surprised to see me. And it was, like, basically Sandy and Danny, but a hellscape. Yeah. So it was, like... <laughs> I was like in hell, absolute hell, because I was like, I had like flirted with her across the stadium because oh, you can't God. do anything sexual across a stadium. That's perfect for gay men. That's like, so true. I right. see you hundreds of yards away. This is the most it'll ever get. <laughs> right, right. I probably honestly did like the gross like pussy thing. Really? Actually, the story gets really dark. I'll oh keep telling you. Oh my God. It. How old were you? I was 16. Oh, okay. So uh, very, very Long Island closeted. Anna's from Long Island, too. So I am. am I. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So, sorry. sorry. Um, so basically, like, she gets to the track camp. We see each other. And I freak out. And I start I start to really panic. But we kind of start to become friends. I be- her friends come over to our, like, bunk a lot to talk to us. This, like, is, a different, kind of this is a different girl. No, the same girl. <gasps> Girls and the boys bunks. The very same. The very same. Girls okay. and boys bunks? Oh, yeah. They broke all the rules. That's so insane. basically, three days in was like the big track camp dance mm-hmm. where Three they were going to, where they were going to serve like milkshakes and it was like a social, but there'd also be a DJ. What the fuck kind of camp is this? It was ridiculous. So basically it was a milkshake at a running camp. So you yeah. have warm chocolate I don't, milk. I don't know, but summer. it was, it was so, I remember it was such a big deal. We were getting milkshakes. <laughs> that's, that's insane. So we, um, we're all like at the camp and we're at the camp dance and like they, I'm in my bunk cause I'm not leaving the bunk. I'm like, I'm sick. And they were like, no, you have to come out. And I had been making up that I was sick. So I got, I got to the dance and I like danced with her or whatever. And we like grinded and did the whole thing to the point where I was able to grind with her, but like, and it was like non-sexual enough where I could like convince everyone I was enjoying it. And one of the camp counselors came over and shine a flashlight on us, which means you had to back up. So I was like, oh, I guess we have to stop. And I went back to my bunk and it was like convinced them. So basically the next day I wake up in like, with like a hundred three fever. Wow. Horrible horrible like my I, like in stitches like from the terrible. vagina from, <laughs> from something so i go to the infirmary which they had set up and the nurse practitioner was there like all right let's do this 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 and she took my temperature and i miraculously somehow didn't have a fever but i felt horrible so i went back to my bunk was miserable back and forth and back and forth because i can't run so yeah. i'm just like it literally doubled over in pain I go to the nurse practitioner like a fourth time and she says to me, she looks me in the eyes and she goes, is this the first time you've been away from home? And literally the second she said that, Uh I hit the ground and I had full body convulsing and I lost complete control of my body. I had to rip all my clothes off on the spot. I started sweating through my skin. I started shaking uncontrollably and proceeded to not stop shaking for an hour and a half. And they had to wrap me in a metal sheet and I was like in front of all these kids that were just having like, um, you know, like they were like cramping like, up or something. I fucked a bee. And I'm literally, and like, yeah, somebody who had like fucked a bee. And so oh, no. I'm literally there like having a complete, what I think is mental breakdown, asking the woman if I'm going to die. Because I, I really didn't know what was going on. I didn't know. And the worst thing they could have done, they did to me, which was as it was happening, they looked at me dead in the eyes and like held my shoulders back and went, you're having an anxiety attack. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, my God. And they're like, and then basically once I finally stopped freaking out, they were like, yeah, basically we think that you're sick because you're very anxious about being away from home and your mind is creating all this stuff. And I was like, well, all I know is one thing, which is 
call my parents to come get me because they had repeatedly up until that point said no, 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 yep. because they didn't mm-hmm. want me to ask for my money back. I was like, I'm not going to ask my money back. I just want to go home. So they came and get me and they took me home. The leader of the track camp, who was like this track sensei, goes to me before I left. <laughs> what are you going to do in college? How will you last? Oh, my if God. you can't make it one Ew. week. Get I was out. like, I'm sick. And my parents had such a fight in the car home because oh. I guess my mom was like upset that my dad hadn't said something. But I think we were all in just such shock that he was doing this. So, oh, my God. This ended up being such a longer thing. But I have to tell this last part of the story because I think it's insane. So the girl is crying. As I'm leaving, like, it's like, it's like, oh my God, it's, it's as if it's a breakup. It's as if, you know, I'm it's as being, if she was like discovering like superpowers. Right. It's as if like we had been <laughs> to, really in love all summer. <laughs> uh-huh. And this was like me being taken away. It was like when you're a kid and you move away to a new town, it's the way your best friend wow. acts. She's crying, wow. crying. Wow. So I gave her my phone number at some point because we had just all gotten cell phones. So I got back to, got to Long Island and a few weeks go by and she's texting me a lot. So at the, at the time, I had this friend, Ryan, who was like a year older than me, and he had a car. So we were like, and he was really interested in like going on on dates with girls at the time. So I was like, this girl really wants to hang out. Uh, maybe we should go do it. So we went to go hang out, and we went to the ground round. What's that? Good. It's, it's like a Friday's-esque yeah. restaurant. I've been there. Uh, okay. I'm sure it yeah. was the same ground round. It was like the one in like Bayshore. So when you're, yeah, near the mall. Yep, yeah. <laughs> near the mall. Good God. So basically like, we went to ground round. We, we drove around for a little bit. We dropped them off. And Ryan says to me after, uh, honestly, I did not like hanging out with them. And I was like, why? And he was like, nothing happened. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I think he also had a problem with the fact that I think she was like mixed. I think she was like of mixed race, like oh, black, white. Jesus. And of course this is Long Island. So everyone's a fucking idiot. Just like an open racist. <laughs> so like basically like, Oh, it was she black. I don't even know. And I was like, Oh my God. And like the, the voice inside me that would become like who I am now was like, what the fuck is this? What get like, get out of this stupid fucking town. But me, I was like, Oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was weird. <laughs> Whatever. And then two days later, it was still the weekend because we had like a long weekend. They texted again and said, do you guys want to hang out with us? And Ryan literally said to me, oh, he literally said to me, tell them that I'll hang out with them if they suck our dicks. Jesus. And I was like, I am not going to tell her that. And he was like, honestly, I don't know why you won't say it. They probably will be down to do it. So 16 year old me, so brainwashed by Long Island, ended up doing that. I was like we'll hang out with you if you suck our dicks. And they didn't respond for a while. And then they finally did respond. And the only thing they said was when, (gasps) and I was like, and I literally, when they said that, cause it was so sad. I could just feel how sad it was. I was like, I'm so sorry. Ryan took my phone and sent that. Like that is, that was just a joke. That's not the way it is. Blah, 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 blah. And I felt so shitty that I, I sent that text and I was like, goodbye. So, um, and then I remember, uh, like weeks later they were texting me again to hang out and I was like, these girls have no idea like oh. what it means to be like, they were, t- we just like, here's the it thing. Sucks. If you send your daughters to the ground round, they're going <laughs> to come out a bunch of painted harlots oh, who are hungry for medium grade steaks. Yes. And, and 16 year old and dick. below average 16 year old. dick. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but can you believe that? No. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm from Long Island. Yeah. yeah. Like all of my friends sort of dated the same guy with like really dark roots and like 
orange tips and who was like just always greasy and had like bars in all of his um, parts of his face. Oh my God. Uh, and he just sort of fucked all of them. Yeah. Or like they blowed. They blow. I don't know if they, they fuck, blowed. but they blow. Do you um, know what a lot of straight dudes, did you ever experience this phenomenon? Like later, later on in high school, a lot of the guys were getting thigh tattoos. No, what the fuck? I got a lot of bicep tats. I mean, I, there was a guy sure. in all of my classes who had a sublime tat that took up his whole bicep. There but was a what, guy. Bicep tattoos make sense, but thigh tattoos, like inner thigh like, or outer? Like tattoos on their thighs. I've heard of guys getting tattoos like on a ring around their thighs, which must be an entrance into being gay, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then I also knew a guy that got the word beer tattooed on his upper uh. thigh. That is the most trashy i think it's 516 i mean that, yeah I it was 631 but like yeah 631 i mean th- those the like those stories of tattoos don't surprise me about long island but that story that that long story you just told us just is riddled with like every it's disgusting it's riddled with no it's not no it's not even that it's, it's everything just, that's wrong and oppressive about it's just yeah it's society. like teenage angst at that specific time it, yeah it is it, and, and like you're, that story has every example of every form of that which yeah I think but, it's linked back to American Idol. Honestly, I, I will like, also. Yeah. I went to summer camp also on Long Island, and um, we um, American Idol was huge when I was there, and I was in love with a British counselor named Ben, uh, who was later an extra in Sweeney Todd, and I was Ooh. pretty sure he was like maybe a pedophile. Like we could probably work it out. <laughs> um, I was like really in love, like crazy in love with him, and uh, I was. I wrote a sketch called Counselor Idol that we were going to do at Council Fire at the end of the week, and I was going to oh play Ben, gosh. and uh, I stole his sh- shirt. Like me and my counselor like hatched a plan Ooh, to steal hot. his shirt that's because hot. he was playing uh, shirts v skins soccer. Um, oh, I'm just hot. like leaving a slime trail behind me, like so excited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I wore it, and it was great. And then afterwards, he said, "Keep it." <gasps> oh, and I, like, what a! I just pedo. like slime. Total pedo. No, no, not at all. He was oh, very okay, sweet. Okay. Um, not a pedo, which was like a bummer at the time. But I guess now I'm like cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably, probably good. Probably good. Um, but uh, my counselor who helped me steal it was like, I don't think that's appropriate. I think you should give it back. And she helped like, you steal it. Yeah, I know. And I found a hair in the shirt and it's still in a, uh, plastic, um, <laughs> pan, um, container in my house. Love. Wow. Wow. That that's is brave. Good work. So American Idol is <laughs> a think, part of teenage genitals everywhere. But I do think, I do think like it's along the same path of like, you why do you do and say these things because you're told that that's what's fine to do so like with comment culture and like the way we all tear each other down like and like the way we talk shit about each other like it's only because like on a on a big macro scale we're shown that it's fine as long as the people do actually suck you should you can you're able to say they're bad which sucks i guess wow there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly bubbly bursts refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about each sip adds a burst of fun to your day i don't know about you matt but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs Classic Clogs and Sandals have both covered. 
And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, Los Culturistas listeners. We're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with Gift Mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night. Aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. That's, I mean... Remember, um, like, William Hung. We were just talking about William Hung. William Hung. Off the record, before you came here, we were just talking about how it was like... Like, I dressed up as William Hung <laughs> 2000, like, my sophomore year uh, homecoming, like, celebrity. Like, there's a celebrity day. Where people just dress up as a, well, you right. won Homecoming King, didn't you? Uh, that was the same year I won Homecoming oh King, God. and that's probably why you give a little, you get. Oh no, a no, 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 no! Um, that was not the year. No, um, but they remembered it the next year when it came to voting. But two years later, I did. I did win Homecoming <laughs> that's King. Insane. I had won Homecoming Lord, which is the freshman royalty. Homecoming Lord. Our entire court was at set. It was as such. Freshmen were Lord and Lady. Sophomores were Duke and Duchess. Then juniors were Prince we're and Princess. Fuck King. Dick. <laughs> 
They were both just called fuck dick. King and queen fuck dick. Fuck I, dick. I did win prom king in my high school and I, I wanted it so bad. It's uh, so, you fucking it's kidding. So both gay. of you were kings? I hate, no, I hated I was a prom being king. He was homecoming what? king. What is this? Who I just, are you? I hate it. I, thought, I no longer relate to either of you. Well, no. You, can you relate to this? Because I thought, I was convinced that my homecoming king win was a total joke. It was like, oh, like this is, I was a joke candidate and like people just vote. Like, even still. Even, even still, I'm like 60% sure it was a joke. Why? I don't think so, Bowen. I think that they voted for you. Then again, I don't know what your high school experience was like, but you're yeah, so likable and wonderful. Yeah, I don't want to guess like you either. I mean, you were there. Yeah, yeah. everyone's both Personally, of you are gaslighting. But, but I right want, now. I want to guess at you. Gaslight? No, Anna said gaslight. Oh, gaslight? <laughs> yeah, I want to guess at you. <laughs> People have been using the term gaslight you a fuck ton. It's, yeah, because it's 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 been appropriate. People learned it. Twenty four year old men named Brian just learned what it means. <laughs> right, so it's and they right in the cult. That couldn't that be one. more dead on. It's that in the cult. It's in the cult. Yeah. Rule um, rule number. Hey, we haven't we haven't named any rules yet this episode. Rule number sixty seven. Gaslight yeah. culture. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just wanted to tag on to uh the idea of like it being sad that we criticize people. I think a part of that is you got to look at it from the other side too. Cause like, I think it's not just about criticizing, but like our, this like new emerging need that we have uh, in our generation, especially to be evaluated right, yeah. and to be constantly like sized up and told whether or not we're doing well. And like, we'd yes. rather hear that we're not doing well than like, I don't know if that's true, but like, I think like we need to be monitored and viewed and like seen individually. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, yeah, it's like definitely the like John Ronson side of it of like shaming people. And I need like, to read that book. Yeah. I hear it's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it uh, ignores a lot of like issues of like racism and stuff. Oh, sure, but, sure, um, sure. but yeah, it's still like that concept is really interesting. So it's not just that it's like also that we need to be seen. Yeah. I the- think that came out, came about too. And I think that's so interesting what you said. And I totally agree. And I think it also came about like as we were able to get more things like like when you were able to just get whatever music you want, like the fact that we can just play any song we want to listen to right now, like like you can get anything like tangible. So then it becomes like, well, what are the intangible things that we can't get? I want those now. I have everything else. So it becomes this thing of like, what do you think about me? Like everyone's just very self-centered. And so this is like a very kind of heady thing, but like, I agree that it's just moving forward from like all these tangible things that we're satisfied on now because we're so kind of saturated with all of it. Now we're like, what else can I get that I need? Oh, I need affirmation. I need love. I need respect. I need this. So I need to get it from you at whatever means necessary. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter if I'm humiliated in the process. Exactly. We'll hang out with you if you suck our dicks. Exactly. (gasps) That's what it is. That is so sad. Wow. I, that's really tragic. I bet you guys had great dicks, though. <laughs> I've always had a large dick. I Matt, can't speak I on mean, his dick. I know. <laughs> Anna knows. I know. I know wow. dicks. Do you know? Look, there's this need in society to like um, always like talk about your dick size and have that be evaluated and judged and commented on, and I think it needs to stop. Well, your how far away from me? How far away from like? America's biggest dick, are we? Not very far. <laughs> I think like who has it? Does Guinness track that? The, I mean, should. Should. I feel like Guinness has to be pretty, pretty. They've PG got everything because fucking kids, else because their whole market is like twelve year olds who are allergic to outside. 
<laughs> I used to get the Guinness Book of World Records every yeah. year for Christmas. Same. <laughs> I got that for my brother this year. I fucking hate the he Guinness Book of World Records. He medium liked it and it was $30. Medium liked. It is expensive. It's big to it. I have hated the Guinness Book of World Records ever since they showed the, the man with the longest fingernails. And I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God, that was a classic. I was that like, was... no fucking way. This book sucks. Yo, I those don't fingernails were insane. That was a rude thing they did to us. It was very rude. Just little snail shells. So guys, just talking, we've now talked about American Idol a little bit and I, we're, <laughs> we're talking about a little bit. This is my, we've talked about America for sure. We yes. for sure have. And I think, but I think we've talked about American Idol as much as we possibly can. We haven't even said the words like Carrie Underwood, but like who needs it? So we, we get what it is. So like some people have, sure, have surely gone out to success. Most people haven't. Like yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. pretty much sucks, but it is the end of a big era. Now I ask you guys, what era do you wish would end next? What is going on right now in the macro or in the landscape and the culture that you're like, fuck skateboards. I almost got hit by a guy just before who was Ah. on a skateboard going the wrong way down a one way street when I had the light and he almost hit me and he was like a a male blonde, which I take issue with. And (laughs) he like fell off his board. He like looked back and then like stumbled off his board. I was like, you're not a victim here. Yeah, no, you're not also a victim after the fact. Right. Right. And I went, how long have skateboards been a (laughs) too long thing? Too long. In the early eighties. Too long. Late 70s. Late Before the 50s late. and 60s, the 60s. It was surfer culture. Oh, right, right. Oh, right. yeah. Those little short plastic ones, that was like apparently what they were like back then. And I don't know what It's kind of like about. hoverboard culture now. Hover- I thought he was on a hoverboard at first. I was so confused. I it's, don't know what There's happened. always going to be a fucking board for people to be Get on. off a board. My little cousin who's like uh, going to grow marijuana, basically, he's just waiting for it to get legalized. He's like in <laughs> school for, bot- um, not botany, whatever it's called, agriculture. Um, I damn. Uh, and he when he was like 15 i was like do you know what you want to do and he said um like for a job like uh, after school he said he i said what do you want to go to school for and he said oh, like longboarding oh i was like God. that is barely a form of transportation <laughs> much less a career could any of you ever do it though because i could skateboarding? never no. skateboard no. My, my other cousin had a skateboard and it didn't work out for me that that was like a big like huge that was a huge thing that made me feel insecure about being a boy oh right i have to tell you one time every year my cousin would have like these skateboard birthday parties oh and my cousin like had yeah. a, had a no like, they had a lot of money and they they were able to like make a, a half pipe my cousin owned a half pipe. What? And That's yeah, such a fucking. Our early producer Alex. Our producer just Alex laughed. just giggled into his fist. He wants it's, it. It's, it's a giggle fist. He funny. just started building a half pipe. You well, guys can't see this, but let me tell you, <laughs> he I the couch have never down. felt worse or more or less included than like at those birthday parties where it was like all of us that can do this like like fringe athletic thing. No, <laughs> like but, everyone else. Wait, I'm so sorry to. to I want to hear it no. both, but um, this guy in my first grade class, Matt Barnathan, who we all wanted to kiss. Uh, yeah. Um, he uh, was forced by his mom in first grade to invite his whole class to his laser tag birthday party. Uh, and he was so mad about it. And he told us that. And he put all the kids he didn't like, which was mostly girls, on one team, and then all of his friends on the other, and they just like shot us for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys were like, "Oh, oh. I was like, when's pizza?" I was like, "I love this." Uh, were you on? Were you shoot on, me? Were you on the A team or the B team? I was on the. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. You could have been like a cool tomboy girl. Are you fucking kidding me? What were you like in elementary school? Uh, quiet, smart. Um, 
weird mm. i like to giggle that makes sense hot as shit <laughs> <laughs> hot kid Kate blanchett was like nyum, nyum. i was like get out of here get out get out you get out i'm not old enough i'm taking notes boy. yeah i don't get what were you like in elementary school bowen but here's the thing Wait. okay before i answer that i don't think i i don't understand the concept of there being hot kids like oh i did well, I don't we'll, understand. well look like I, I moved to the U.S. as a fourth grader and then like there was just this thing that wasn't that didn't exist in Canada or maybe even in the third grade where it was like, oh, like p- things are starting to stratify a bit. Like these are the cool kids and these are yep. like the lame ones. But I was like, but wait, aren't we all like all of us like are f- fucking idiots. Like there's no like there's like what are the, the markers of status? You here? probably knew that because you're very smart. And like I think it's that hive mind thing that happens, which is the second you're old enough to be sexually aware, you can look around and see what's desirable and what's not as desirable in the moment. And you do make calls and hierarchical decisions get made based on that shit. Yeah, sure. I mean, tape ups. I just want to say that I, I went into the fourth grade, like hot as fuck, hot as fuck. <laughs> but I, I was like fucking beat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went into fourth, the fourth grade being like, okay, I'm just going to be, really smart and try to be funny. Yeah. Because you um, have to choose the qualities that you're going to have. Exactly. It's so fucked it's up. It's so dumb. And so I would like fucking, there was this girl, Laura Henderson, who, she um, sounds really complex. She was, Redhead. she was, <laughs> no, she was Australian, pasty, fucking Australian girl who was like, hot. the the not hot. Well, she was pretty, but she was like the overachieving girl in class. And like, you could tell that everyone in the class was like a little intimidated by her. And they were like, we need someone to like strike her down. And so I came in and I was the first person to beat her at spelling bee. Oh my God. That was such a thing too. Oh and the power God. play was to win. A spelling and that bee. was such a watershed moment in the, in the politics of that class where it was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, someone's, someone's defeated Laura first strike. Well, no, for me, no, for like, that was like a, that was like a power thing for me. They were like, wow, Bowen. Oh, ooh, Bowen's good because he's, <laughs> And that was He's after you had moved more. from a different school? From Canada, from a different country. And so I had a similar experience when I moved schools. Because uh-huh. I think maybe some schools just do things at a different rate, like in terms of what you learn or how yeah, you yeah, learn. Because yeah. uh-huh. I moved to a new school and then all of a sudden I was the smartest kid in class and they were like, you're the smartest person ever! And it was just so <laughs> weird. And it was based on the spelling bee. It was the spelling That's like the big, like, that's the big, like, sink or swim moment, right? Yeah. I I just think it's like when a new kind of intelligence or a new kind of aesthetic comes in, like everyone's going to be like, ooh, what's this? Because I remember when I was in third grade or fourth grade, I, I had, we had a new kid move into the class and he was like a totally average looking kid. But then all the girls, I think, cause they were like their, their sexual button had He's just new. gotten pushed. Yeah. They were like, new, yeah. Oh, I want to fuck Justin. Like that's what they were all saying. <laughs> oh, and I was like, I, I and I was like, this that. kid's d- a dump. <laughs> Those kids are he, this kid's a dump. This kid's a dump. Let's I started this podcast called This, this kid's, kid's a Dump. A dump. <laughs> but he was. And I was like really upset because again, I had chosen my two qualities and they were like cute and smart. But that's so funny. Wow. And, and then the hot the hot fourth graders ended up growing up into being horrible. Well, no, they grew up into also being hot high schoolers. I was like, oh, well, then I guess you can but back then I couldn't tell. Mm. But everyone else couldn't. I was like, wait, what do you guys think that I'm not? But anyway. Well, 
it's funny because from elementary school to high school, yeah, the hot kids stayed hot. But then after high school, by God, did they take a dive. Yeah, yeah but well, it, yeah. there's always the ones who don't. And then that's a bummer. Or they do. <laughs> and then they get married and their wives take their names, which like if I were a guy, I would like come buckets if she did that. That's mm-hmm. like incredible. <laughs> yeah. And then they like buy a house and the house looks incredible and they have a baby girl. And then they just put the <laughs> giantest flower headband on her head and it's bigger than her body. Yeah. And then like and they have like, a dog fuck. named Bentley who's like yeah. a cockapoo and you're like, fuck, and they're still winning. so fast. You want that still. They're yeah. still winning. Like, okay, fine. You stop playing football. You started balding. You put on weight. You still have a wife who has your literal name. I know. I know. That's incredible. I know. Yep. 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 It's just different the way we look at things too in the way like that they like people that remained uh, with traditional lives look at things like and then sometimes I think to myself like maybe we're the fucked up ones because we want all these like complicated things and want to have all these complicated ideas about like what to do and what to not do. And then I'm like, no, everyone's oppressed. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But are, are, are just like yeah. Are those yeah. are those like are the people who are still winning? Like I don't know if they're even oppressed anymore. They've I feel like they've been enlightened all well, this because time. that's not a part of what they're thinking about. Yeah. Like you're, you're you're never gonna know that you're oppressed if you don't know what that means. Like yeah. that's like why yeah. women in the fifties and sixties didn't work because they didn't know they could. Right. Like and if they once they found out it was like almost too late because it was too late to compete with everyone who had educations in those things and stuff like that. That's what the whole fucked up like wound in society is, is the fact that like we lied to everyone about the American dream. I sound like so insane, but this is true. I think you sound so insane. Um, we lied to everyone about the American dream and everyone bought it and it wasn't fair to people. Bought it lock, stock and barrel. But the thing is like, I don't know. I went to a wedding with a friend of mine as a favor because uh, she didn't know anyone, but it was a close friend and it was on Long Island. Yeah, thank you. Um, and it was literally everyone that I wouldn't have um, ever talked to in high school. Not my actual high school. Yeah. Uh, it was all of the bride's friends from when they worked at Pathmark as teenagers. Wow. And they got shit faced yeah. and were like grinding on me on the dance floor. And I was uh. like, oh, no, 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 absolutely not. No, 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 no. And this guy like shoved me into the dance floor. I was like, oh, no, no, no. And then we had to take the shuttle back with everyone. And they were like, oh, table four, shut the fuck up. I was like, oh, my God, we're on a bus. Yeah. And we're being known as table four. Yeah. Yeah. And table six, this guy said like, oh, did you see what Paul did? He went up to the bartender at the end of the night. He's relieving. And he said, hey, how much? And then they all laughed. And I was like, oh, you, you all have so wives. You degraded someone. Who took your last names. Yeah. And right. you're happier than me. Because the thing is, like, in high school, I would have said, like, you know what? I'm going to be so much better than you. Like, you're just going to be unhappy after graduation. But the thing is, like, I had a panic attack next to a bird wing last night. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like listening to the comedy bang bang, like, theme song. Um, so Coming it's like, bang, you know, bang. and he's got azalea bushes that look fucking right. So, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, but you know, those, you know those homes are prisons. No, they're not. What if they're happier? They are happier. Have you seen American Beauty? Yeah. Yeah. There are roses. (laughs) Well, not as I will say I was actually pretty grateful in high school because I did have like a nice group of friends that that knew that everything was bullshit. So that was kind of nice. And I think that they've like we've all really kind of remained like sort of sort of cool. Mm -hmm. But the thing is like. I wonder, like, if I had really fallen into a uh, like a group of people in high school that took themselves very seriously, if like it really happens that early, like if people decide, like if people make decisions, big decisions, like as early yeah. as high school. I think they did because yeah. I feel like I'm behind. I feel like I slowly forgot to become an adult, and like 
I guess part of it is I'm like working at like a more like a company now, mm-hmm. like a corporate that like they are functioning. Oh, well, you'll pick that up very quickly. Entity, but it's like I just feel like I'm such an unwashed like street brat, and I like have no, no idea. No, 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 no. no. I'm not worried about you. You know, it's interesting that we're like talking about our upbringing a lot because I think it is very connected to American Idol because it was like it, yeah. it started when we were pretty young. Oh, big time at a very critical ended. point. It's like a it's like a shelter dog that lives <laughs> eighteen years. Well, I have to say, I would tr- I would tune in occasionally to it this season, like really occasionally while I was on the road with the show I was I was doing. I watched the episode that was um, they had Kelly Clarkson return to the show right. as a judge, of oh. course. And she performed at the end of the show. She performed this like super emotional song that she wrote about being abandoned by her father and how she didn't trust men until she was much older. And now she's married to a man that respects her and they have children together. And she knows that men can be real fathers. Yeah. So it's actually a beautifully written and really powerfully performed song that happened on American Idol. Mm -hmm. And I found myself watching it like, and I was like, I just rose off my chair because I was like, wow. This show actually did create something for me, which was like I did look, I did really idolize her. Yeah. At that when she when she won that show, I remember idol. being in sixth grade and like, like maybe going into seventh grade and then feeling really stressed because I had just realized I was gay like a couple of years ago. And what I liked about her, which is totally something I bought, I understand, but I still like think it's um, valuable, mm-hmm. is that she was very herself. Is that she had like a weird sense of humor and she was like down to earth and very talented and everyone fell in love with her. And so I said to myself in my in my mind, like, wow, like if you be yourself, maybe people will like you. And then I w- and then that actually was a po- positive thing that I carried with me. Wait, you know, when you just said that, you know what I just realized? I used the way I used American Idol was after season two when Clay Aiken was runner up. Yeah. And he came out with his album Measure of a Man. Uh huh. My sister and I would listen to it in the car and I would use American Idol as a way to mask my, uh, like, my closeted status. I was like, oh, well, this is a popular thing that I can latch on to. And people don't have to get that suspicious because it's right. like a it's pop- popular. Because everyone likes yeah. it. Like it's it's definitely gay. It's so gay, but like at, at least you can hide behind the mask of it being this like thing that everyone can be on board with. Yeah. And so I was like, great, this is like something I can I can take cover behind for like at least a year. Or two. I'll just it was start the... really liking Clay Aiken, and then yeah. no one knows. <laughs> well, it was the birth of metrosexual. It was because we yeah. had to justify what the fuck Ryan Seacrest was. Exactly. Oh my God, Ryan. I was I like, like forget oh. that he's involved with that show. Oh, he has been I since compl- the jump. Oh no, yeah. I like forget that that's why he came out of the sea. Yeah. Right. He's but, from but the sea. Literally, he's, he's them, the them trying to like masculinize men that seemed like pretty gay or gay at all right. was like, well, they're metrosexual. It just means that they're concerned with their appearance and habits, but they're straight. They love women. Like, please don't believe but that it's like they, they don't. Live in the city. Yeah. Remember how they remember how during Clay Aiken season they tried to like spin some bullshit narrative about him and Kimberly Locke? No, him and Carmen oh, Car- Carmen Rasputin. Carmen Rasputin was, was her name and oh she was God. like this like really kind of average like singer. But they did they they tried to push some romance between Kimberly Locke and someone else. Yeah, too. they did. They they constantly tried to be like, "Ooh, there's something going on with Clay and a woman." And you were just like watching it and you're like braiding her hair. No. There's no way. <laughs> What's crazy is how many American Idol contestants have come out since the show. It's a ton. Like is in the it? first season, like there was five men in the top five, and I think oh. four of them were gay. Everyone but Justin Guarini with the 
with the fro Justin Gorini is not gay? He's not gay. He's got I the kids. I believe it. I believe it. From Justin Kelly. Um, Sanjaya. Is Sanjaya gay? He Sanjaya has Malikar. to be gay. Well, he wasn't the one I was thinking about. Like, Clay's been coming out as gay. I mean, it's weird that And he that killed he... that senator. <laughs> <laughs> killed him. That's true. That is a funny fucking story. He fucking wow. killed him. Well, I love that Clay Aiken... We live in a world now... Like, it's been long enough that Clay Aiken came to us that... Mm-hmm. He like was denying murder allegations during yeah. a political campaign. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like what? There's what, nothing what more House of Cards. What game of Mash churned out that, that yeah. response? Uh, <laughs> of okay, Mash. it'll be Clay Aiken <laughs> running for senator, <laughs> denying murder allegations, and you live in a shack. <laughs> That's so real. <laughs> what I love happened? It. I love it. Oh man, that is so funny. I, but. He definitely didn't get a seat in Congress, right? No, that I don't think so. <laughs> that did not happen. I think it was they were in the same party, but I don't know then because one of them was an incumbent. I think I don't know. I, I it might have been a primary. Happened. I remember. I think it was post the election, the person that won. It was the. It was the like. It was like the seat elect. I don't remember because I thought it was before. Uh, I thought it was before the election. That's why. Oh, that could that could I also be true. I I know that he did not rightfully win a seat, but also um, weird that even. In I think it was like 2008, like when Adam Lambert was on the show, they weren't oh saying he God. was gay, yeah. and he, he couldn't have be been more gay. What right. a weird! It was so recent that the whole country was like, "What gay?" Yeah, <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? And now, like Neil Patrick Harris and his gorgeous family are like posing yeah. as the Joker and Robin and Batman, like right, right. in People magazine, and no one bats a fucking eyelash. Yeah, it's that it's is, so it funny because so rapidly. Yeah, and that actually gets me like hot and bothered i said this on facebook once but like when when people post that that clip of hillary clinton saying i don't believe in gay marriage yeah fucking everyone else was saying that too until three minutes ago so shut up yeah 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 that's what i just don't like it like we like we pretend like we've always been cool with gay people and like that stuff that we said didn't matter i remember like sitting on the couch with my mom in high school like my mom and my sister would be in the room and we'd turn on Grey's Anatomy and like Callie and Arizona would kiss and they would freak out like we were watching the Twin Towers come down. Oh I was like, and, and they would act like we Not needed again. to turn the channel. I was like, this is crazy. Lesbi- and I was like, lesbian kisses I- don't melt steel. <laughs> they can't, but. they don't burn hot enough, but almost. You guys, almost. Conspir- you guys, you guys have a conspiracy theory? We're, we're Grey's Anatomy lesbian truth. It <laughs> melted my steel beam, if you know what wow. I mean. Wow. Well, melted it- up. Oh. <laughs> I just couldn't. I ins- couldn't. I wish it were an inside job. Sorry. <laughs> nice. I couldn't believe it's been, like it's been about a month and a half. Okay. Oh, that's that's good. Mm-mm. It's shorter than, than, than me. me. Oh, Wait, what do you I'm mean sorry. since sex? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I made out with someone. That's when. Great. When did you make out with someone? <laughs> I'm not telling. Yes, you can. <laughs> tell. I, I told Bowen. Who is it? <laughs> it was do great. I, Wait, do I know him? No. You told me already. Yeah. Oh, on Friday, on, on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because okay. I love when people make out with people that I know. I love making out. People forget about making. This out. is a. It's a really. I love. Forget. I love making. You out. You can just make out with someone. It's great. It yeah. Doesn't, like, it's actually one chemistry. of my one of my favorite things to do. Um, it's great. This is a funny story. We'll we'll talk about this later. <laughs> okay. It's a really funny story. Well, why not? Oh now? yeah. No, because I the, can't. The, the I'm for... like the most mentally fragile I've ever been. <laughs> and like the thought of like having a podcast come back to bite me in the ass is just not something no, no, I'm no. Just like, for. We're not gonna talk. I need to be married it's before so that insane. happens to me. Um so guys, speaking of um being married, let's talk about someone who's been married several times and who's involved she with, loves a, love. with American Idol. Um 
Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. So we wait. By the way, what did we decide on that we want? Oh, skateboarding. We want that era to end. And for me, uh, I want wedding. Uh, like the current wedding culture. To end. Oh, oh please, yeah, 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 God. We don't have to talk about this. It's weird. This that much. But just like, have a party. No, a party. I agree have with you. That party. the whole the whole era of like we're having a wedding it needs to end. I, I I literally just want the city hall, the city hall thing for now. It's after all this fucking nonsense of yeah of yeah modern of mod- modernity and in wedding culture like it's just no it, it makes no sense yeah i agree with both of you guys about okay, those eras what air what air needs to go for you man? oh man what era needs to go for me i'm gonna say oh you know what let me i'm gonna keep thinking about it um because i just don't know all right um but matter. i do know about this next topic this next topic is we talk about american idol let's talk about the queen of it right now jennifer lopez jennifer lopez She's what's there. your favorite jennifer lopez era all right, I'll start, and this is a very unconventional answer. Okay, go ahead. Her last album promotion cycle, when she was promoting, what was it called? The vi- the the hmm. on the floor was it called Love Question Mark? I think it no, was. no, no. This is it's the album. Oh, AKA AKA. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> Only we know the titles of her albums. Us and her. Us and her. <laughs> And she came out with a song called I Love You Poppy. I love you, Poppy. I I love you. I love you, Poppy. I love you, Poppy. I love you, Poppy. But the song is really good and the video is really cute and funny. I like the video too. The video is like really, it's like she's with her friends and they're talking to this like music video producer. They're writing a treatment for the music video and they're like, what if JLo like, like falls and hits her head and like has a dream about a boy? Like, and, and her and all her friends are like, uh, excuse me, we can't do that. <laughs> they're like, I don't think so. She needs to be fierce. Exactly. I need to watch this. It's really good. It's really good. And then the video. So you really like cute. like J Lo dripping swagoo? Well, she because she didn't give a fuck. She was like, you know what? Like, I'm never gonna be like seen as like a Beyonce anymore. Like, I think for a while she was trying to be like before Beyonce became Beyonce, she was trying to be that mm-hmm. figure, like that untouchable. Like, I mean, she's physically flawless, but like that physical like pillar of perfection like, yeah but but then like i think this the, the last album cycle she was just like you know what i'm just gonna have fun and, and that's what she did i will say that my favorite j-lo is romantic comedy j-lo oh you like i love rom i J-Lo. just watched made in manhattan you know what hold up <laughs> no it does not it's the most batshit crazy thing i've ever seen in it's my definitely life. crazy but isn't she charming <laughs> she takes a woman's clothes (laughs) and wears them and her son's like go 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 get fucked mom and 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 he's like mom you have to go get fucked and then all of her friends are just there and they're like you gotta get fucked and then he comes in and they're all like he's white and then everyone's like you're hispanic and then they like go for a walk and she's just wearing someone else's clothes and he and it's it's like his wife or something he's wearing her wife's clothes it's insane it is the most it feels like it would you know, like art created by serial killers. <laughs> yeah, like it felt like oh, this was created by a death row inmate. <laughs> that is not is like fried meatloaf. That is not my <laughs> like, favorite one. Can I tell you what my favorite one is? What? My favorite J Lo rom com is Wedding Planner because it has I've this moment at the end. Okay, Wedding Planner is with it's with her and Matthew McConaughey, and Matthew McConaughey is getting married, and she's the wedding planner. And during the preparations for the wedding, they fall in love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, like what there's a nightmare. There's, it's horrible. What a fucking nightmare. There's, Can you imagine there's nothing worse than this did she give them their deposit back i I mean so well let me get there so basically like it gets to the point later on where oh and this is so funny this is a great little comedic gem 
So they're in the car riding back from like seeing the venue and and the wife the wife was like <laughs> so thin and so blonde and like so severe and I, I think she definitely is like Pete Sampras's wife. Oh, I and the, that. that actress. She's okay. like that. So she's like Sweetheart, um, we don't have a song, and we need to pick a song right now. So I'm going to flick through the wedding song CD, and you tell me which one you like. <laughs> and earlier in the movie, um, J-Lo's having a talk with her like friends about how she can tell how long a marriage is going to last. And she goes, I always know a marriage is doomed when they pick the wedding song and they choose I Honestly Love You by Olivia Newton-John. And they're flicking, flicking through, and, um, and the woman goes... Like, no, not this song, not this song, not this song. And then I Honestly Love You by Olivia Newton-John comes on and she goes, Olivia Newton-John, I love this song. And Matthew McConaughey's like, I like it too. And and Jennifer Lopez is like, I think it's perfect. And that's how you know that she's going to win. But then there's a crushing moment where it looks like it's not going to work out. And J-Lo's like packing up her shit to leave the venue. And this song is playing. And this is the words to the song. How can I plan on forever when I never planned on you? So it's like works because she's a wedding planner. Plan, 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 well, it's the worst and it's the best. Wow. Plan, plan. The plan and then, planning. do you ever see Monster in Law? No. Well, at the end, after, at, yeah, Jane Fonda and her, and at the end, when JLo like, gives a speech that says, like, she gives her final speech to Jane Fonda, and Wanda Sykes, <laughs> Wanda Sykes goes, man, that girl can give a good little speech. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Wanda. Wanda uh, Sykes. She deserves Everybody better in that than movie. Us. That girl can give a good little speech. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then Wanda will come in and compliment the person. (laughs) And then that's a wrap on Wanda. (laughs) Honestly, it was like that. She plays like Jane Fonda's best friend, which like, sure. No, never. But also she is like her employee. People who wear leotards are always racists. (laughs) (laughs) J-Lo era, your favorite Anna Dresden. Oh, that's a good question. I loved Selena. I mean, yeah. I love mm-hmm. truly good work. I love her natural nose. I thought it was really cute. I, I like knowing that she's like a girl from the block, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like knowing that she's like was the pretty girl in high school who's like famous. Right. And yeah. now she just looks like she, you know, came out of the sea foam again. Um yes. but I, I like I like that. Um my grandma we watched the was it the VMAs when she wore the dress or the MTV? I think it was the Grammys. The, the, the pun, Grammys. The, the, the Grammys. The, 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 the Versace yeah. dress. Yeah. yeah. Um, my grandma lost her mind because uh, Ellen DeGeneres was doing the red carpet interviews and <laughs> she was gay. <gasps> and she uh, kept yelling, you're gay. You're gay. And you're gay. And ugh, disgusting. And you're gay. <laughs> and then Jennifer Lopez came out and she kept saying, Pig. You're a pig. And then Ellen interviewed J-Lo and she was like, pig, gay, gay pig, gay pig, gay pig. Um, I'd say that's my favorite. Oh my God. Because I love David Duchovny and I love when he's like, I'm horny. I'm like, cool. Did I ever tell you? Oh my God. This is so funny. I was at Dojo, which is like now right next door from where we are right now. Um, when it was old dojo and we were there and I was like waiting around with my friend Lorianne from high school and we were watching 
like David Duchovny sat there with his kids and he, <gasps> he was so upset. And then Taya Leone walks in Taya. and they said no words to each other. And She's like he beautiful. left and they did like a child handoff. Mm-hmm. And I said later to Mike Spence, um, and yeah, David Duchovny looked miserable the whole time. <laughs> Mike goes, well, that's because he probably wanted to fuck his food all night. Because <laughs> 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 David Duchovny is such an insane sex addict. Right. I want it. Uh, I, I forgot. would. He's such a man. I do think he's hot. Oh, my God. I, I would know. break his sobriety for sure. You wow. watch uh, Californication? Not yet. I could. There's some good, like... Uh, uh, you know, celebrity skin type websites that'll just give you just what you need to see. Yeah, I'll get. Some, I'll get. You know what? I'm gonna buy some rubber sheets. And yeah, then I'll, a couple of tarps. Do they sell those? Lay down the tarps. I'm just gonna let they, it gush. Sell tarps. <laughs> they sell rubber I'm sheets. Hydrated. She gushes. She gonna gush. She gush. Um, cool. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> I era. feel like um, she's so incredibly beautiful she's right amazing. now. Like her hair and her makeup. It, her and uh, Boy Next Door was like. Oh, you oh, saw the Boy Next Door. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she just looks incredible in every scene, which is distracting because she's supposed to be like, oh, I'm going through a divorce. She's like, oh, I'm like a homely wife. Oh, I'm just like a teacher wife. I'm just like a teacher wife. <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> I just I can't, I'm I'm sorry I can't talk right now like I'm a teacher wife. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm a teacher wife. I have to do these papers and this wife. And, uh, and he got me a copy of the Odyssey. Yeah, first edition. <laughs> first edition. That was the part I could A thousand years old. And also and oh also her God. acting in that scene was just so it's classic. Because her like, acting in general is curious because she like just sort of doesn't open her jaw at all. Just like whoa, like I don't like she very her <sighs> acting technique is small mouth. Do you know what I can't believe is like this whole time we're talking about her and she's literally on that NBC show Shades of Blue or whatever it's called. Oh, Oh, yeah. And like it's a thing. My thing is like how did she work it out that she could do a Fox show and an NBC show at the same time? Because she's fucking Jennifer I think probably. Yeah, right. Wow. Always incredible lawyers. That's probably Mm. true. She also, I saw her say on Eat Your Hollywood Story that she loves love. Um, which confused me, even though I was I just love young love. enough to buy that. Where does the, the snake is starting to eat its own tail? She loves love. Guys, with that being said, I want to, at this time, I want to present our Lifetime Achievement Awards to Jennifer Lopez. Bowen, you have the floor. Please present your Lifetime Achievement Award to J-Lo, who's truly deserved it at this point. Great. Visionary. Artist. Innovator. Body image disruptor. These are just some... Some of the words that I have used to describe the recipient of the Las Culturistas Lifetime Achievement Award to myself in the silence of my own room. Jennifer Lopez is such an inspiration to me and to millions across the world. And I hope she comes to my next birthday party at an outdoor bar. Thank you. Anna, present your Lifetime Achievement Award to Jennifer Lopez. When a human being is born, they exit a female body. Sometimes they themselves are female bodies. Sometimes they're not. The answer, of course, is left up to the toy cost of chance. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez is a woman. But more than that, she came from a woman, as did we all. <laughs> I was just the applauding. End. Okay. That's it. That's it. 
Matt, your turn. Jennifer, girl, what a road. <laughs> what a path. What a day. It's 3 I stand before you humbly as your friend, as your collaborator, <laughs> as your ex-husband. Oh. My wow. name is Chris Judd. <gasps> Chris. I want to thank you, dancer. girl, for putting me on the map. For putting so many of us on the map. You put Mark Anthony on the map. No me ames porque pienses como tú tomas experiencias. No me ames con escritura en azul en el bura. La bura, la bura, la bura. Oh, this is not Spanish. Besos y amores. Jennifer. That's what I have to say. I feel like she'd be so judgmental <laughs> if she heard this at all. I think she would crack her ass up. I don't. I don't think she would. I think she would think, think it's fucking would. funny. You do? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think she's think got she a would. good sense of humor. I think. She's I think Jenny if she had a good sense of humor, her makeup would not have been as good <laughs> in the boy next door. Right. Because it looked incredible in every scene. You don't think she has a good sense of humor for doing the boy next door? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Because that could have been an amazing piece of camp, and instead they made they tried to make it like fucking what lies beneath. Well, that's not her. That might not not have been her problem. <laughs> what lies what beneath? Lies beneath. I, she was an EP on it. She was an EP. It's her vehicle. Oh, shoot. Oh, well. There's no way someone wrote that movie not for Jennifer Lopez. Totally. Well, guys, no one was like, I want to write this movie. Yeah. I don't care who's in it. Right, so now right. comes. Um, we have th- th- a couple things that we have to do before we wrap. Okay. And this first segment is called "I Don't Think So, Honey." Which is you have 60 seconds on the clock to rail against something using the words, I don't think so, honey. And you can get as upset as you want. You have 60 seconds and it's anything in culture, anything in your life. Oh my God. You, as long as you present a case and you complete the case in okay. 60 seconds. So man, I think, I think either one of us should start first so that Anna can see how yeah, this is. Please. I think that Bowen should go first. Okay. All right. Oh, I don't, I, don't, I haven't thought of one. Okay. But let's, let's do one. Well, that's part of, part of what makes this amazing is it's off the cuff. Great. Because we find out what's truly bothering you. Love it. I don't think so, honey, with Bo and Yang, starting right now. You know what? I don't think so, honey, strep throat. I've been having, I've been in a, I've been mid-bout with strep throat for the last four days, and it, it has immobilized me. It has paralyzed my mind. I haven't mm. been able to function at all in the workplace with my collaborators, with um, with my projects, and it's really just ground everything to a screeching halt. I don't think so, honey. Strep throat. You know what? This is a, this is not a modern day sickness anymore. It is a, an an old perennial bacterial infection that you know at this yeah, point. Yeah, talk about what it is. Should be cured, honey. And and listen, you know what? I've 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 dealt with the strep throat, but now I'm out of that whole fever body ache zone, and I'm into this canker sore at the back of my throat zone Ugh. and it is mm. it is really still just lingering with me and honey it is it is truly a crippling crippling condition that i th- i think we just get angry 10 seconds i don't even think that we it has a place in society anymore or in culture honey so at this point throat i want i want to get back on my feet no throat cultures honey yes i need i need a throat culture now so i want to get back on my on my feet without strap that is 60 seconds that is i don't think so honey. i don't think Bowen. so honey All right. oh my word that was hard because you know what? it's still hard for me to it's talk it's hard yeah. Sometimes the things that we don't think so, honey, are the things that are keeping us back from talking That's about it. That's true. Right. And, I, and I've known this for a while. Okay, Matt, you're next. I'm ready. All right. 
I don't think so, honey. And the time starts now. I don't think so, honey. People that don't want to get tickled. If I feel like <laughs> I want to tickle you, it's because I like you and because I love you even. And if I want to come over to you and have you get a little bit of affection because I want to tickle you, it doesn't mean you have to get so touchy about it. No pun intended. I don't think so, honey. Especially my boyfriend. If I want to tickle him oh. all over and he doesn't like being tickled because he's sensitive to it, that's fine. I want to do it. And you know what? All my friends, if I want to tickle them, I don't think they should have a problem with it. I think that that's my way of showing affection, and you stifle me. I don't think so, honey. So when I come up to you with my fingers, first of all, don't assume I'm going to tickle you. Maybe I don't even like you that much. But if I do start tickling you, you take it for the 10, 15 seconds it's going to be until I'm done, and you let me tickle you the way you, you need it. Because sometimes you need it to laugh. And you needed some joy. And I see that and I read that when I go in the room. So, bitch, if I'm going to tickle you, I don't think so, honey. You say no. I think you say yes. Tickle me, tickle me, tickle me. Giggle, giggle. That's a minute. Wow. Wow. Um, Man, this might be the first time I disagree with you. I don't think so, honey. Yeah. I don't think so, honey. You. I think that no one. I think that. That's an invasion of personal It's literally an indefensible position to take. (laughs) I think that you guys are crazy. There's nothing more heinous than what you just said. (laughs) Wow. It's just tickling. All right. Okay. Well, Anna, so oh. you want you want to you want to go into one? Yeah. We'll start the clock. Okay. And <laughs> and you start now. Wait. Do I? I'm sorry. Do I have permission to speak in sort of a gay accent? Please. Yes. yes absolutely. I didn't. I wanted to say something that wasn't gay, but I couldn't. No. You no. Have no. To. S- okay. Say it. Okay. Ready. Time yep. starts now. I don't think so, honey. Being upright. <laughs> fuck that. No, no, no. I have a bed. You can. I work in my bed. I sleep in my bed. I think in my bed. I look at my phone in my bed. And you know what? Even when I'm not in my bed, I can be on my couch. Okay? I can be on my couch and I can lie down. When I'm upright, that means that my head has to balance on the rest of my fucking body. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. What am I, Jenga? No. No, no, no. I am not a tower. Humans were once crawling when we were babies and when we were monkeys and when we were sea slugs because we were sea slugs and i'm not having this argument right now inside of uh, i don't think so honey interior uh, i don't think so honey people who said we're not sea slugs because we are back to the regular i don't think so honey being upright i don't want to stand i don't want to sit i don't want to kneel i don't want to lean i don't want to tippy toe i don't want to jump i want to lie down i want to lean i want to be on the ground and when i visit my parents they have carpet because they're old and i can lie on the carpet and it's like a big bed for my whole house and fuck being upright i don't think so honey that's one minute Woo! i don't think so honey unbelievable that was I agree. incredible i don't want to be upright that would be like I agree. I want to be lying down. I like being on my belly, on my back, on my side. You know I'm a belly girl. Everyone who looks at me says, she's a belly girl. She's a belly girl. Can I tell you, I think I'm going to throw my back out last night, like partaking in some like semi-sexual activities. Good Good for you. you. I think I might have pulled aside of my back. We're not evolved yet to do that stuff. Upright. Okay, man. Let's move on to some some other stuff. All right. So now that we've got all of our negativity out of the way, um, it's time to award the culture of the week. We got to do this really quickly. We, we don't up, necessarily we, we have to. Up. We're going to get there. Okay. All right. So my culture of the week, um, and this is to the best culture of this week, is to I, the institution that I think did culture the best, um, is going to go to Walt Disney World yet again. Um, Walt Disney Jesus World, I think Christ. that they had an American Idol attraction. I think that they're doing everything right. Uh, we discussed how how happy it makes everyone to judge people. Well, guess what? At American Idol, the experience in Disney Hollywood Studios, it's since closed, but for many years, they were able to provide people with the opportunity to judge people live while on a family vacation. So I think that's amazing. And, you know, I recently met someone who played the Simon in the show, and um, she seemed lovely. And I think that she had a really good time tearing people down while they were paying 
um, good money to be on a family vacation. And I want to thank Disney for creating that experience and for creating that culture. Wow. Now even you and your family can go rip each other apart. Absolutely. And the family units of others. So thank you, Disney World, 100%. for that. Thank wow. you, Disney. What wow. do you think, Bowen? Okay. Um, well, it's, it's so funny because um, I was going to go into my culture of the week, but my culture of the week was also going to be Walt Disney World for the mm-hmm. second week in a row. Wow. Um, and again, for uh, I, their commendable uh, take on the American Idol experience. Right, yeah. Um, how do you gamify? How do you create a, a theme park experience for such a specific show with such a specific tight format? And mm-hmm. that is to open up the theme judgment park. process to uh, the entire public and the entire theme park um patrons all those patrons and so um i don't personally know anyone who's ever worked on that ride so i can't speak to that on a on a a personal level but i am sure that everyone who's been a part of that experience has enjoyed it yeah enjoyed creating that singular experience for uh walt disney world uh park goers uh from all over the world great yeah so anna what's your culture of the week my culture of the week is um hair things that are flat (laughs) Uh, flat ones because I didn't know and I went to a wet, that wedding and um, they had a really well stocked basket in the ladies room like they had a fucking pregnancy test in there Wow! it was like very tricked out it was tricked out it had everything in it and wow. they had hair things I mean my friend were just like going through and taking things um, and I took one of their flat hair things and it's changing my life wow that's great because normally it's round yeah but yeah. your pony when it it flat it flat it flat, flat. It flat. It flat. When you're a pony, it flat. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I agree. Um, so now, culture of the week. It's our failed culture of the week. We talk about the worst culture of the okay. week. Okay. Great. I'm going to say um, roll-on deodorant mm. because mm. it gets very clumpy uh, when you put it in your armpit, especially when you have hair. Mm-hmm. Um, you, when you roll on the deodorant, especially if you're really trying to get it good, um, good luck uh, going returning to your armpit. You know, six seven hours later and not seeing what are clumps of deodorant. Um, yeah, very hard when you make love. Um, when you make love. <laughs> well, my culture of the week, um, and this is this is nowhere near it as this is nowhere near as cultured or as um, affecting as Matt's deodorant. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Deodorant. Deodorant. Yeah. Um. But my culture of the week, failed culture, is, um, the, uh, holistic works of Haruki Murakami. Mm-hmm. Um. You know what? Uh, everyone loves the Wind Up Bird Chronicle. It's a fantastic book. What a what a beautiful piece of modern magic realist, uh, storytelling. But as a whole, he does not write women well. They are always objects of desire and sexual, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. sexual intercourse. They are not characters with depth. They are never characters with uh, complex emotions. Um, but all of his male protagonists are these repressed, reticent um, Japanese men who need sex to complete them. And you know what? It's a tired narrative, Haruki. I, I think you should change that. So f- boo- So my little wag of the finger to Haruki Murakami. Sure. Okay. So I'm Anna, sure I felt it. What's your mm-hmm. fulture? Um, I guess I'm sort of behind enemy lines here because my fulture is, uh, well, Disney world. Um, oh. it is an expensive sunburn. Uh, it's a fight oh, wow. with your family that you'll remember forever. It's reductive. And every okay. girl who shoplifted in high school gets married there. All right. So, That's not... um, it's right. worthless. It's, um, <laughs> culturally bankrupt. I don't, it's forced joy. It's the commodification of, uh, enjoyment, even though there's nothing there that's inherently enjoyable at all besides alcohol. 
Mm-hmm. Um, wow. All joy these days is commodifiable. So. Well, you know what? Actually, I think we're about out of time. Yeah, okay. we're out of time. So um, with that, with that, uh, don't push me. Answer. Stop tickling me. <laughs> Throw no. her out. The kit. Take her out the window. Get her out. No. Get her out. Th- thank you. <laughs> we like want. We do just like a little sound because I'm hey, very listen, light. No, very light. No hard feelings against Anna. <laughs> we love We're her. talking about Walt Disney World, but we do want to say uh, we didn't say why we looked like little poops. Um, it's because we're wearing these wide brim hats. This is Lodge Culture Races. We're coming at you with culture, with uh, with capped culture. Little hats. We yes. have little hats. We're all wearing hats. We're going to take a beautiful Instagram for you. And what's the piece of merch that they can get from this episode? Well, Matt, I think the piece of merch from this episode is. Um, uh, what was that? What, what was our little thing that we talked about uh, as the culture tip? What was oh, that word? Uh, don't get ga- uh, gaslight culture. Gaslight culture. We're gonna we're gonna make a little napkin, mm-hmm. a stack of napkins, paper yeah. napkins that that say that say gaslight culture. Uh, yeah. Don't gaslight me, bro. Don't gaslight me, bro. It's yeah. gonna oh. be on a little stack of napkins, and you, yes, you, the last culture listener, can own this stack of napkins. There is only going to be. One. One. All right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you, Anna Dresden. Please look up Anna Dresden online at Anna Dresden. She is like a Twitter goddess. Buy my book. Um, Buy her book. Formally, a reductress member of Gentleman Party, host of Mich- Open Michelle at UCB East, and fuck that movie every second Friday of the month of Videology, and you're going to need to buy her book. How may we hate you? How may we Pre-order hate you? Pre-order it on Amazon. Pre-order on Amazon. Bye, my bird. Guys, bye. Bye. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. 
Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.